Hey. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Kind of got the creepy vibes right now. Oh, did I give you creepy vibes? A little bit. Oh, no. Was it a little too Joey from Friends? Uh, that I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't mind Joey from Friends? Yeah, I wouldn't mind Joey from Friends. Oh, Silver Fox. <laughs> Uh, I just watched the Friends reunion. Did you? My, yeah, my mom was like, oh, he got a little chubby. He did. They all did. I love it. I feel better. I feel way better about myself. Oh, my gosh. You're not chubby. The ladies have aged a little gracefully. Uh, um, I, mean, I mean, I feel like they don't look that far off from their younger selves uh i mean a hundred thousand dollars later i wouldn't either (laughs) well i mean i'm not gonna speculate on who has (laughs) done any kind of work on themselves all (laughs) okay okay i actually got my mom into watching it i don't know if she's continued to watch it but i did sit down and make her watch at least the first six episodes of what like the original yeah, like she's never wa- really watched Friends. Oh, no. Yeah, she's and she was giggle- giggling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see, well, it's funny. Yeah, it's kind of like when we approached her with those questions. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I know. I told her, I was like, you are getting a little less prudish in your old age. And she's like, I just, I just like don't listen to certain things. I was like, well, you were listening to that and you were giggling the whole time. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, it's so funny though. Um, so are you, do you have like cold weather over there yet for fall? It is cold. It's been in like the forties to 45. And then all of a sudden today and yesterday it hit 70, 71. We've been having the same thing too. Like the other day, like this last weekend, it was in the seventies. Super nice. I was in shorts and then now it's back to like 50s it's so annoying which isn't which is it's not the worst but it's just when it's like cloudy overcast it definitely puts me in a mood yep especially with the fall behind like the i mean you think like oh you get an extra hour no it makes you like it's almost like like a full moon or something people act crazy the kids act crazy Everyone's cranky. I was falling asleep at 8.30 last night. Mm-mm, that's too early. Yeah. I'm like, we put the kids to bed and then it's like we started to watch something and then I'm like, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> and I didn't even fight it. I was like, <laughs> you can't go to bed. Like, because we were, we ate dinner and then we were putting the, getting the kids ready, like, Okay, it's almost bedtime. And I'm like, uh, it's only 6.30. <laughs> I think that was me yesterday. And then talking to my mom on FaceTime out in California, it's like all sunny and it's 6 o'clock and dark here. Like, yeah, it's okay. so weird. I don't understand it. Anyway, so I wanted to ask you what your opinion was on this whole debate. It's, it's a debate all the time, every single year. But when uh, when should you decorate for Christmas? Don't ask me that. You already know. <laughs> but when when should you okay. decorate for Christmas? Okay. Not if you've already decorated for Christmas. The appropriate time to decorate for Christmas is the day after Thanksgiving. That is the, I feel like that is more appropriate. And how long do you keep keep it up for? Until New Year's Day. New Year's Day? Yeah. Not like a couple of days? No. New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah. I think I usually go um, the day after Thanksgiving because I have this weird obsession with pumpkins. 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. Like every time, like the last few years mm-hmm. when the Target dollar spots came out with all the cute little pumpkins, I was like, I have to have all <laughs> pumpkins, all of oh. them. I have so many. I'm like, I can't stop. Even the other day we went to um, this bakery and they had these giant velvet pumpkins. A velvet pumpkin? Yeah, they were velvet pumpkins. And I was like, I need these in my life. But they were like $16. I was like, well, I can't afford that in my life. Mm -mm. No, that's too much. Yeah. That's why I stick to the dollar spot. What, what's your favorite type of pumpkin for the holidays? You mean like, of like a real pumpkin? Yeah. Well, like even decoration, like 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 color wise. Oh, I like my neutral color pumpkins. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like the bright orange, um, or like, I mean, I do like fall colors, but I like my neutral palette. Mm. Like the, like the sage green and the white and the black. Yeah. Um, and I have them like in, they're kind of like a matte black. And then they have like, um, you know, like, I think they're like suede material that they came out with a year or so ago, which my kid likes to use as like, like if he was giving like the paddles on him, what do they call <laughs> in the hospital when they're charging your heartbeat or whatever. He just like. <laughs> oh yeah give me whatever <laughs> I wish I've I watch doctor shows all the time you'd think I'd know that right off the bat but yeah mm, yeah no. or, or as a weapon you know just like pound you with them but I haven't put out my pumpkins oh, yet this year and I need to why I don't I've just been so so busy and then I'm starting to like overthink things I'm like, oh, it needs to be perfect Mm -hmm. in a certain way. I've put something on my counter and I've changed it like twice. And so I have people over every other week for small groups for our church. And like every time it's like a different decor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They probably think you're crazy. They're like, oh, this time was pumpkins. Oh, now it's not pumpkins. Now it's because I had them on. I don't remember what I had them like. I don't know. And then I got these like round cuts of like wood and I was like oh I'll try that and so yeah I'm just overthinking everything but it's like taking longer and longer I'm like okay we're on the second week of November I'm only gonna be able to have my pumpkins up for a few weeks <laughs> wait did I see those wood things the what the wood what are you talking about um yeah at Walmart they have these um you know like from a tree just like if you got like a trunk but it's just like a slice of the trunk. Oh. Yeah. I got a couple at Walmart for my release party because we did like a whole fairy tale kind of theme. Mm-hmm. And so I use that as, um, you know, like place settings for um, the whole table. We kind of made like a grazing food yeah. table. Came out really cute. Aww. So I was like, well, this is a dual purpose. I'm going to have it for my party, but also... For my pumpkins. <laughs> How did that go? It went good. Um, I want to hear about it. Yeah, so I admit that sometimes, majority of the time, maybe like 99.9% of the time, I overdo it and my party stuff. Like all the birthday parties for my kids, um, I went over the top on decor, I had all all these ideas, but then it's just me executing all of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I did it again. Oops. I did it again. Um, yeah. And so my worst nightmare is when people start showing up to the party and everything is not done and then they start helping me. Um, (laughs) I'm like, stop. Lisa wasn't a surprise party. Yeah, it's just like I did that one time with uh, with Riley's last one, my daughter's last, her fifth birthday. Um, oh, no, it was her fourth birthday. We did like a pirates and pixie party, and I did too much. I literally stopped kids from coming into the door because I was like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> it was so bad. That is my worst nightmare. 
Yeah, like, because you want them to be like, oh, this is great and not have to do anything and you can mingle right away. Right. No. I mean, <laughs> the, the, I, I was lucky and to be able to have it at the venue that we did, which was my church. <laughs> and, um, but since it's, um, since it was a Saturday, you have to kind of reset everything for next the next day for church. Yep. So everything has to be put back. But we also do a Wednesday night service. So everything was brought in for Wednesday night after Wednesday night. And I came Friday night and I'm so glad that I did um, because we had to move everything. Like everything was in the little lobby area oh, and we had no. to move everything. And then we had to move all the chairs and bring all the tables out. If I came Saturday morning, I would have been so stressed as well, it yeah. was. We like, I think I got there at like three or four. I should have gone there way earlier. Yeah. I was like trying to do all the things. My mom was there and she was helping do the table, but then I had to do like a sound check. And then they were the, the people that cleaned the church were there and they were cleaning it. And so everything's happening at the same time. And so it was hard because like some of my friends came and they're like, do you need help? I'm like, yes, my mom needs help because I'm doing sound check. And then they ended up, they came, but then like not everybody knew what I needed done. Oh my goodness. So like I had to like, I had to stop singing and then have to tell them really quick. And so I was like all over the place, but but how cool is that, that your church lets you or let you do that? That's really awesome. Yeah. They, um, yeah. It's a, I got a good, good deal. Um, and then everybody helped after. So it was much easier and faster cleaning up than it was. Um, I still didn't get home, get to bed until like 12. I didn't eat like at all that day. <laughs> oh my yeah. Goodness. And I didn't get really any food. There was like no food left over really. Like a few things. I just got like little pinwheel sandwiches and croissant sandwiches from Costco um, we did like fruit and veggies, meat and cheese crackers. Well, that means the event was a hit then. Everything. Yeah, no, everyone had a great time. We did like trivia. We had a lady come who goes to our church that has a nonprofit with Generate Hope and she sold raffle tickets to raise funds for her nonprofit. And so everything, everything went great. And everyone said I put on a good show, even though I'm my own worst critic. And I am like, well, I mess up my own words on one of my songs. I cracked and nobody likes that. Nobody likes when that happens. Oh my I even like specifically said, hey guys, I haven't performed these songs in over a year and a half. So hopefully I don't uh, mess up my own words. And then I did. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> hey, but it still turned out great. Yeah. Should feel very accomplished. Yes. It, it, so, it went, so went now, really well. So now is your your church decorating for Christmas already? No, actually the the last thing they did was we're actually having a appreciation dinner for everyone that volunteers. That's tonight. So Oh, how cool. I saw yeah, I saw how they already decorated it. So it looks looks a little snazzy and fancy. So I was like, "Great, what am I supposed to wear?" I was joking with one of my friends because I was like, what are you going to wear? And she's like, oh, maybe like a sweater and jeans. I was like, well, they have it decorated really fancy. And then I was like, well, so I'm thinking like a crop top and like cut off booty shorts and maybe like some over the knee boots. Oh, gosh. And she was like, what? <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, my husband just came back from men's Bible study and he said it was decorated really fancy. So I'm rethinking. I was like, so is that like a no for my crop top? She's like, that's a no. Like, she wasn't going to correct you. And then she sends me the, I was like, what about a black unitard? I'm thinking like, cause I have a black unitard from when mm -hmm. I did dance at, in college, I should specify. Um, and it's like, it's a pants one. So it's like, like strapless kind of, well, the clear straps, I should say. And it has like a mesh thing. And we did it to a Britney Spears song. So that's what I was thinking. And she sends me like, um, like a leotard and it's like, but it's like half and like one of the boobs is exposed. And I was like, she's like, I was thinking this. And I was like, mm. <laughs> probably not, <laughs> probably not. And she's like, yeah, I think you could rock it with like oh a sweater. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. 
I like it when people mm-hmm. joke like that, though. No, we're not doing any, they're not going to start, they don't do any, I think there was like two pumpkins in the hallway and that was the extent of the fall decor. So like, am I the only crazy person out there decorating for Christmas already? I don't think you're the only one. I think a lot of people, especially last year, they did, you know, people started decorating for Christmas way, like probably before Halloween because they just needed joy in their lives. Yeah. And now it's kind of still lingering. And yeah. so people are like, mm. I just saw a video on TikTok saying this one guy was like, hey, um, Christmas is celebrating Jesus's birth. You can celebrate that every single day. Right. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas, pausing for Thanksgiving and then going back to Christmas. <laughs> okay, good. Good to know, because I put that tree up today. with the lights on got the stockings up no I can't get behind it because of my love of the pumpkins yeah I don't like pumpkins do you like pumpkin spice no lattes well I don't do lattes because I don't drink coffee but I just I can't get on board with the pumpkin spice thing um I love do you like pumpkin pie I do. I love pumpkin pie, and every year on my birthday, that's what I would want, either pumpkin pie or funfetti cake. I. What about, like, pumpkin spice in your vanilla chai tea? I don't think I've ever had it. Maybe you should try it. Yeah, I'm just not that basic, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I need the drink that gives me wings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never tried pumpkin spice anything. Um, I don't even like pumpkin pumpkin bagels. No, that just sounds disgusting. No, pumpkin spice bagels. And there was even like a, I've even done like, um, they had like a pumpkin spice like spread which I haven't found in a while, and we mm-hmm. would put that, like, on our pancakes or French toast. Ugh. Love pumpkin spice. Do you like sweaters? <laughs> Sweater weather? <laughs> I like sweaters all year long. Not sweaters, sweatshirts. I like to be comfy. Like, remember the girls in high school that always wore the baggy sweaters over their hands? Yeah. Yeah, that's my look. Now. It wasn't then. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't then. <laughs> it is now. I love, I prefer comfort over cuteness any day. I feel, I, I feel strongly that you can have both. Mm, no, you can. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> we have different body types. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, no, 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 ma'am. I was just talking to my sister about that today. I was like, yeah, I can't wear the cute sundresses unless you want to see my massive sports bra under it. It's not a good look. (laughs) Hard pass. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was just my my friend said that the other day because I I got new T-shirts made with my face on it, you know, uh, merch. (laughs) With With your face on it? Yeah, my face is on it. (laughs) and my friend I brought her one to try on and they were she's like okay well I'm gonna take this home and try it on because I'm not I'm wearing a mom bra and I'm like what's a mom bra Mm -hmm. and she's like well they just like you just stick them in there and it's got a thick strap oh well I don't I don't have that problem (laughs) I girl you are blessed (laughs) no well I have the you know I'm on the smaller spectrum (laughs) (laughs) in that department so my bras have always just been you know double double padded lifting thing and my other friend she's like yeah I I can attest to that I've I've gone swimming with her it's all a lie (laughs) (laughs) well that was kind of mean and I was like you know friends (laughs) I guess when you say it like that first, oh my you goodness. give the permission for other people to come in and be like, oh, I'm going to tease you too. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, I won't tease you, but I am going to say you're very lucky. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, girl yeah. problems. Right? Yes, sweater weather. Love it. Well, I don't love the weather. That's a lie. How does your how does your tree look then? My tree and looks look? beautiful. Once I, you is know, wrapped the lights and then unwrapped them because I put them upside down and then rewrapped it again. It's not done. It's not even close <laughs> to done. But <laughs> it's up. It hasn't fallen over. But it's up. That's good. It is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I tried. I've always had a pre-lit tree, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not that lucky this year. Although, I am truly blessed because I, I got my tree from my church last year. After I went through everything I did, I, I came home one day and I had a Christmas tree set up in my living room. That was very awesome. And, yep, I will use that forever now. Wait, they were just in your apartment? They were in my apartment. My son was home and he <laughs> let them in. And when I got home, I think I was at like a doctor's appointment or something. And I came home and I had a Christmas tree put together in my living room. Lights, accessories and everything. It was pretty awesome. Well, you maybe get some tips on how they did your lights. <laughs> <laughs> I No, they had them in the box still. I had to put the lights on. Oh, okay. But everything was there and ready for me. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I got blessed. Go to a pretty awesome church. Yeah. Last year definitely is different um, compared to this year. How is that? I just like with obviously last year with your stroke. And oh, for me? Well, oh, yeah. It's a just in general. But yeah, yeah, for you. I mean, it's changed a lot. That's for sure. I'm grateful. Very grateful. Still here. Yeah, definitely uh, is different to have that kind of experience with a church than kind of how, well, the church that we grew up in. Yeah. Right. Should we talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can can open that door for sure. I I actually just, one of my friends from church here, she actually just posted this article about like church. It's complicated and it's all about how being hurt by the church. And I think that that is very, very common right now. Like it's very relevant to right now. A lot of people are coming forward and in a lot of things or people, a lot of people have walked away because of being hurt by the church. And I don't, I don't want to say like the church and I'm sure that's by a lot of different denominations or different religions, not specified to one specific church or one specific um, denomination mm-hmm. or religion, but just being being hurt. And I think right. that before we actually get into our experiences, I have come out of it realizing that it's not church um, as a whole. It's more of people are people. Everyone's human and we're all going to make mistakes and you shouldn't put your faith in, in just a church well, I mean, in just a church, like you should be putting your faith and reading your Bible for yourself and your faith in God. People mean well, but people make mistakes. I'm sure yeah. you and I have hurt people and not realized it or wasn't the perfect example. But, you know, I personally would hate to think that I was the reason that someone walked away right. um, from God or or didn't go to church anymore because of me or something like that. I would hate that. I think my my hurt right. started um, in high school, I guess. My parents, my whole family was very, very um, heavily involved in our church. My dad taught singles class. He taught drama. Uh, my mom yeah. worked in the nursery for a long time. Um, then we started taking mission trips and, and that's kind of where it started. We, we did, I think my first trip 
uh, mission trip when I was 13 years old. And we did, I think that first trip I sang, I had like this, uh, this Jackie Velasquez CD and like some kids were like doing skits and, and I just put my Jackie Velasquez CD and I sang on top of it. (laughs) It wasn't even like a karaoke track. I just sang over it. And by the second trip, um, we met up with another church from Washington and they were bringing actual bands and stuff. And I think that's when I met um, this other guy there who helped me put together, um, I had lyrics and he put music to it. And I was, we asked, you know, the main guy like, Hey, can I sing it? He's like, sure. So we sang my song. Wow. And we would go to all the different like colleges and, and whatnot and sing it. And then I came back the third time and we met up with the same church um, that same guy didn't come, but another one there, he remembered the chords to my song. So I sang that and they paired me up with this other girl and I did like another worship song. Um, so that was like three times that I sang over there. And then I, I didn't do the following trip cause I had a very distracting boyfriend. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, so I stepped, I didn't go on that one. They, and that was our first time taking people from our church as a band from the worship team or whatever. And they went out there, had a good time or whatever. And so one, one guy came, was going to go on the next one. So I, I got on the next trip after that, I got on there and I sang, I think two songs, uh, did like a, gosh, do you remember that worship song? The wondrous, the wonderful, wonderful cross where it has like a million verses, a million yeah, I think that was that was a trip you went on. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I sang that. Well, then maybe you recall me forgetting the words up there. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. horrible memory. Um, and uh, so, like everything was fine. Then the next, it's time for the next trip, and then all of a sudden, it all changed because the one. The one guy that was, I guess, leading in a way, uh, he kind of decided to go behind yeah. the scenes with the actual worship team with the yes, church. Yes, I do remember that. And can make them, make them have this new rule that if you wanted to go on a mission trip and sing or play or whatever with the band, you had to audition, just like you have to do for the worship team. So they wanted me to audition. To sing, to sing over there after I had already sang over there four or five times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, my dad was like, well, she's already done it. She kind of should be, you know, that's fine going forward, but like she kind of should already be grandfathered in because she's already done it. Not to mention, I had already sang at one of my friends who did go on like my first trip with me. I sang at her wedding and that was in front of everybody at the church pretty much all the staff, because her husband was part of the staff. They all knew I sang. They all knew I could sing. Mm -hmm. Yet I still had to audition. Makes no sense. Wow. So I decided that I was just, because they're like, well, you can choose. You can either audition and sing over there, or you can go and just don't sing. Goodness. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to not sing then. So... Maybe it was the wrong decision. Right. Um, I don't right. know. But I, ended, I had to sit out and not a lot of people on the actual mission trip were happy about it that had already, you know, like on that side of the country or whatever that knew that I, they knew me and they knew I sang already and they're like really disappointed that I wasn't singing. But that was super hurtful and I don't know. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what that particular person had against me. Maybe it was because I forgot words. <laughs> You should always nurture the talent, you know, um, or a skill or whatever within the church, within the worship team. Right. Before that, I was on the high school worship team. I don't think I even auditioned for that either. You just could join. I wasn't the best at harmonizing. Because I can just lead better 
I could just sing the song, but having, it was hard for me to, I wasn't, it didn't, I didn't pick that up very easily to harmonize. Um, and it, nowadays it's so much easier because they have harmonizing tracks and, and whatnot. But yeah. back then the worship pastor's like, my wife's really good at it and she'll work with you. But I wasn't, it was, it's kind of like with math for me. I needed one-on-one and I, I learned better by repetition. Yeah. Um, so then I can like memorize it, but that didn't happen. And mm-hmm. I think that that is the reason why I got kicked off of the worship team for youth group. So now in high school, I joined the worship team, got kicked off the worship team, sang on mission trips several times for, um, mm-hmm. uh, on those mission trips and then got booted off. It kind of put a bad taste in my mouth to use my gift in that capacity, right. which is really sad, but it's like, how, how else do you kind of deal with that when, you know, you're a high school kid, you're already insecure as it is, right? low self-esteem and you have this gift, but you don't think you're good enough. And then you put yourself out there and then you get shut down. It makes you not want to do it ever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do it. And I think I think that had a huge effect on how I could, how I, as a singer, just in general, like, I think that's kind of what kept me from doing it until now, just feeling like, well, I'm not good enough. Right. And then fast forward to when my son died, they have this, they have this fund at the church that is supposed to help with people, to my knowledge, to help with people who have dealt with a death in the family to help with whatever. I'm not even sure what. And I think when he had died, we had one person come from the church who, and I th- only just because my mom asked her to come because yeah. she was in charge of the prayer chain emails back in the day. <laughs> so she was there, but n- we didn't hear from anybody from the church. And I was 20 years old. And that also was a huge impact on me because I was in that church since birth and completely felt invisible, like they didn't care about anybody in their church. Yep. And um, I think I think we asked if we could use if we if they would assist us with funds to do like an autopsy, I think, to find out what happened. And they told us no, that that's not what it's for. But I, they don't, I don't think they off, they didn't offer to help because we're newlyweds. They didn't offer to help for funeral expenses. They didn't offer to help for um, mm-hmm. like a headstone. I think my uncle paid for a headstone. So then we had to do, you know, as these newlyweds every year had to make a payment for our son being buried every year. Good to have that reminder. So that was another fun mm-hmm. time. I think even before when we got married too, <laughs> I saw the main pastor who I've known since I was born. Um, I saw him at a Target and I had always had mm-hmm. this dream of like, okay, I want him to marry us and I want to have it at the church and I want to invite every single person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and when I saw him, I was like, hey, and he looked at me like he had no idea who I was. And so I was like, well, he's not marrying me then. (laughs) That's for sure. And then I guess more uh, more recently, um, Mm -hmm. when my dad passed away, and these are all my own personal stories, I'm not going to necessarily talk on how my uh, the rest of my family has been treated. So mm-hmm. when my dad died, this is about six years ago now, they had moved to Virginia, so we weren't actively going to that church anymore. But, you know, our family had, um, had a, I mean, I told you we were heavily involved, but even in the beginning, mm-hmm. they were... My parents were going to that church when they were when they were meeting in a living room. This is like before even the main pastor even yeah. was going there. Like been there before him. And 
since my parents had the, my parents, my grandparents owned a radio station, they thought, you know, let's put him on the air and it helped grow the church exponentially. Oh my goodness. So the fact that we have been treated this way in the past and then this was kind of like bad humor, but the nail, last nail in the coffin, it was, that was, that was not a good job. Oh, (laughs) that was, that was bad. That was bad. Scratch that. So my dad passed away when they were living in Virginia. Of course, you know, news starts to spread. And one of the pastors who still is there contacted my mom and, you know, offered their condolences if we needed anything, yada, 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 the whole usual spiel. So we did a service in Virginia and then we transported my dad back to California and we planned to do a memorial service in that church invite, you know, all the people. Um, we planned a whole service. They were very kind. I guess they, part of their, I forgot what that group is called, but, um, the ones, so they put together like the reception or whatever. We didn't have to pay for any of the food, um, which they offer, which is nice, but we didn't hear anything from the main pastor nor his wife, Wow! which my mom used to watch their kids in Sunday school, never heard a thing from them. And I know that there was another unexpected death in the church, a younger, um, a younger adult, or he was a teenager. Um, and so it was at the same time, which is understandable. And I, you know, I was a little patient and I gave some grace in that context. You know, and then we have the service. None of them, none of them came. I don't, I don't recall a whole lot of the staff coming. I know there's probably a lot of new staff. Um, but I don't remember any of them being there. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like for me personally, I was not in the headspace to notice who was there or who was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that moment, I don't recall a lot of them. I know that he, the main pastor, was not there. And so right. then I was like, okay, well, maybe they had another service that day or I don't know. Maybe he's partying for Memorial Day weekend. Who knows? Trying to not focus mm-hmm. on it. Then time goes by. You know, everybody goes back right. to their places. I had a hard time getting connected in a church in Hawaii. So then when we moved to Georgia, we found a church right away, but it was a bigger church and and it made it really hard to go there because that pastor kind of reminded me of the past, that original lead pastor. And which is not fair, but it's just a lot of, it's just, it's hard when someone has burned you and then, you know, you can't get involved from all of the hurts before. You can't, you can't make yourself vulnerable or put yourself out there for the other things. You know, we kind of tried a little with being like on the welcoming team, but I think the church was too big and I kind of felt invisible again. So I didn't get super involved. I did enjoy the church though. And I got more involved in a, mm-hmm. in a different church that was closer to my house where I made a lot of really great friends, but I still struggled with that mm-hmm. of how we were treated. And I thought many times about sending him a letter because he still had not contacted us to this day. We have not heard anything from him about my dad passing away. No, con- no condolences, no cards, no messages or anything. And just be like, I just want you to know how deeply hurt. That's crazy. After all that we have, you know, after growing up in that church and um, all of the things that my family you know, we were heavily involved and whatnot and the way we were treated. You should at least hear something or have a note or a card or flowers or something from the lead pastor of this church that you poured yourself into, that you put, you know, you poured your family into. My dad was on the board of that church. To think of like now understanding Mm -hmm. those terms a little more, at the church, the small mm-hmm. church that we go to, how can somebody be on the board? And like, we, I think we have like a guy here that he's on the board or he's one of the elders, which is kind of the same thing. He had an accident, a really bad accident. And 
a whole, like everybody, you know, like we took the meals, everybody was praying, like everybody reaches out, like it boggles my mind how we to this day have never, like it's going to go on seven years, never heard a word from That's him. That's, those are my, all my personal experiences. I've heard other experiences with the same church. I also had a, you know, weird vibe. The fact that every single service, they were constantly asking for money. Wow. Like to make sure you tithe and they would send it like every single one. I'm like, why do we have to talk about money so much? And so, so when I, you know, moved away and went to other churches, I was like, what? They don't talk about money every single service. Right. They don't even, they don't even really want to see your tithe. Like there's a, there's a box in the back of the room. You can put your tithe in there and now you can just do it like electronically Mm -hmm. and just send a text. But it's like every single, I think we went before my dad died, we had gone back like as a married couple and like went with his side of the family and sure enough. That's what they're talking right. about. They're they were talking about money. It's one thing when you're a small church and you know okay. that they rely heavily on that. This is a massive church. Right. You look around, you're like, you probably have tons of money. Well, I mean, we had both attended the same yeah. church and I had I had my issues there as well and just I mean, you know my story being a single mom, like it always hasn't been easy mm-hmm. and when you try and reach out for financial assistance or help, it's like that was not their priority whatsoever. Their priority was making sure they got their million dollar fountain built in the center of the quad and to build another building building on the same campus, even though not every seat was filled every Sunday, they felt they needed to make an even bigger auditorium. So I was rubbed the wrong way quite a bit by the same church. <laughs> well, that was, a, wait, that was another thing, right? The, not even just like the fountain, but before they had always talked about having like a school. Uh-huh. So, so people were tithing their money and in hopes of seeing progress somewhere and nothing ever came mm-hmm. about it. I mean, people got, no, there was never a school. No, but I don't even recall seeing things in the community. They never did like an Awanas program. They ne- they never did. Like, I know they did day camp a couple of times because I went to it. They would do summer camp. Mm-hmm. But also in the gymnasium, they used to have the vending machines, if you remember. Mm-hmm. They took mm-hmm. them out because that was that was a way of fundraising. And the, the youth used mm-hmm. to sell donuts every morning for to raise mm-hmm. money for summer camp. They mm-hmm. wouldn't let us, even missions, missionaries, they wouldn't let us fundraise on campus anymore. There were so many things. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about tithing. I'm all about my church reminding me to tithe every Sunday. I'm grateful for the message, but I can see the fact that where I attend now, like they help so much. They help families in need, churches in need, and they don't go around and flaunt anything. And that's how it should be. You should see where your works are going. And even if you don't, you should still at the end of the day know that, hey, I trust in this church. I feel comfortable giving to this church. And I never did. I never felt comfortable there. Well, you know, our church now, they actually send out a report, like a financial report. See, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm not asking for all that, but... Yeah, because, well, you go to a bigger church than I do, so. I, I do, but, but still, even though I attend a bigger church, I, I feel the love every Sunday. The second I walk through that door, people are calling me by my name. The lead pastor knows my name. I've been at that church a little over a year, and it's just amazing. You feel the Holy Spirit when you go. Yeah. That was another thing, too, in our church in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. The pastor actually wanted us to send, email him our pictures so that he could learn our names and our faces. And 
mm-hmm. would be during the service, like some person, it would be their birthday or whatever. And he would say in like, before he even started, Oh, happy birthday to so-and-so. And it, it was, it was a pretty, it wasn't small, but it wasn't as mega church, but it wasn't as small as the one we're at mm-hmm. now. Like it was a pretty good sized church, but mm-hmm. people need to feel known. They need to feel seen and they need to feel heard. There needs to be accountability yeah. on where funds are going. Mm-hmm. When people are asking for help, practically begging at your door, like help. Mm-hmm. Right? Wasn't there a time that you specifically asked for help and they didn't give it? Uh, for me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to say it was when Aiden was born or when his dad and I had separated and I had nowhere to go. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And the church told me that they could not help me because I was not a member of the church and that I needed to to attend every Sunday and fill out the welcome form. And because I didn't fill out the welcome form every Sunday, I wasn't considered a member of the church. So they did not feel the need to financially help. Yeah, it was mind blowing. But Amber, how long had you been attending that church and they knew your face? 15 years. Did you start going in high school? I went in junior high. In junior high. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... Your mom worked there. My mom worked there. I worked there. I worked in the nursery. I went on missions trips, like, in high school. Like, it's just, it's mind-blowing. I don't know. There was just something not right about that church. Yeah. And it's not, I wasn't even upset. I still continued to go even after they didn't help financially because that's not why you go to church. But there became a point when you start to see the things on the inside that start to discourage you and how people that work there start to act. And when those things aren't corrected and everyone turns a blind eye to what's inside, that's when there's a problem. Yeah. And so that caused me to leave that and the million dollar fountain. (laughs) You, as a single parent... You need to feel like you can, and I know you specifically, you don't reach out for help unless, I mean, even if you're at rock bottom, you still don't ask for help. Do you think this is why you don't ask for help? (laughs) Oh, I know. It's a big reason why I don't ask for help. It's a huge reason. That's horrible. Yeah. You should be able to, like, that is what church is for. Yeah. And I know that there are probably some people who take advantage, but right, and like that shouldn't matter. And I, honestly, biblically, as a single mom and someone that I don't know, I guess in the Bible it says that the church and your families are supposed to take care of the widowers. So the widows and the orphans, uh-huh. which as a single parent, you can still be seen as a widow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they, exactly. they turned a blind eye to it and that's fine. I, I, I mean, it's taught me a lot. I'm grateful for it. I was able to figure out a lot of stuff on my own and maybe that's why God didn't allow it to happen. But I just hope and pray that that doesn't happen to someone else to where they become bitter towards a church for that reason. You almost wonder if you should should be the one to say something so that it doesn't happen to other people. Yeah, but that's when your your prayer life comes in. <laughs> I definitely put aside my idea of sending a message, even though during this conversation, I'm like, I really should send that message. Right? It kind of brings up old things. Yeah, but, it just... But look how far those lessons and frustrations and feelings have gotten us to this day. You know what I mean? Like we've gone and experienced the churches that we now attend because of that situation. And we are more grateful for what we can now call our church homes because we've been somewhere that wasn't home. And now we have home and can be truly grateful for it. Yeah. I think like, uh, a lot of healing can happen. And that's what I hoped for with um, participating and getting involved in the church that I'm in now is a lot of healing can happen. 
I don't, and, but it, I think moving mm-hmm. away and going to different churches, I was able to see outside of that little bubble of there are other churches that are not like that church. You can find good people. You can find healing if you just look outside of that bubble. Right. Right. So I don't want people to give up. And I, I see it a lot of, you know, people say, oh, well, those Christians right. or well, those, you know, that church, you know, it's fake. It's not real. Right. I mean, we hear it every day. We hear it every day how we are hypocrites. Christians are hypocrites. No, Christians yeah. are humans. Christians are. <laughs> yeah, they're human. We're human. Human. Yeah. We're, we're all sinners. And that's why Jesus died for us is because we're sinners. And there's not a single person on this earth that can say that they're not a sinner. That is the whole purpose yeah. of Christ. Like, ugh. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm, well, I'm grateful. And I know you're grateful for where you are. Yeah. I've been working at the daycare that is that our church started. And yesterday they had mm-hmm. put these Bible stories on. And it reminded me kind of a, a little bit about this. Well, first of all, there was David and Goliath. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> David chops yeah. Goliath's head off? Uh I didn't realize that. I thought he was little with a stone. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to read my Bible again. because I mean, there are so many stories that you're just like, oh, oh, this book is kind of dark. Yeah, and this one was like a cartoon. And I was like, I didn't watch this one. I was like, they did not... They did not express this, the reality of what happened with those old felt boards. Remember? Oh, yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. On the felt board. They need to bring those back, to be honest. Oh, my goodness. Those were some good times. Anyway, so they, there was a story about, I think it was talking about the, the golden calf or the golden bull that they made and we're trying to so it's all about Moses time frame about mm-hmm. the after after they they haven't gotten to the promised land yet and then it was the golden calf and then then it was ugh, I think it was Seth and this was it Josana or something this older guy is supposed to be watching him and he is being completely hypocritical and Seth even says in his little song that he sings about that you better be careful what you do in God's name or he will punish you and i was like that is so true of leaders in the church if you if you look about mega churches where they were not doing what they were supposed to be doing and they fall. They like implode. So it's very true that if you do the wrong thing in God's name, you will. there will be consequences mm-hmm. because God ain't having that. No, I think this opens up a whole nother topic. I would love to get into the whole uh, Kanye West. I don't know if you've seen it recently. Uh, Kanye West and Marilyn Manson. So we will. Yeah, we're clearly going to have to have a part two. So let's Let's stop yes. for part two because this is apparently because there's some other things that I wanted to that it's just leading into another conversation. So we'll stop here yeah. and for part two, where can our listeners find you, Miss Amber? Ooh, so I will give you guys my hair page. It is going to be Adonia A D O N I A Hair by Amber. At Instagram. At, at Instagram. <laughs> at Instagram. At IG. I think that's what it is. Let me double oh, check. Okay. <laughs> we do have um, an Instagram for our podcast. It's Uncommon Faith. Uh, we'll be, you guys can contact us on there or individually. You can find me at Ashley.read. I found mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is Adonia, A D O N I A underscore by by underscore amber you just had to be complicated didn't you i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the story of your life (laughs) i know i'm like you can find me at ashley.read and you're like you can find me at adonia well that's a capital a adonia underscore slash 12 13 65 glam hair (laughs) underscore amber (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> I mean, I wish Hopefully I, I didn't just, confuse people just now. <laughs> just want to put amber. How about that? Or just hair. Anyways, well, it was like too many people have hair probably or amber, but do they have just hair? What if they have huh. amber dot hair? That's amber boring. by hair. That's boring. Or, okay. <laughs> we, it might have to be changed in the future. So, you know, people can find you better. <laughs> we'll Maybe. see. We'll track it. We'll see. Goodness. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Until next time. Bye.